Lord, thank you for your word, which is our guide. Inspire us today. May we give our ears to you and our hearts, our minds. Teach us about faith and understanding and following you, Jesus. Help us to put aside our distractions and to draw near to you this morning, I pray. Oh, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O my soul, worship his holy name. Sing like never before, O my soul. I'll worship your holy name. The sun comes up. It's a new day dawning. It's time to sing your song again. Whatever may pass and whatever lies before me, let me be singing when the evening comes. You're rich in love and you're slow to anger. Your name is great and your heart is kind. And for all your goodness, I will keep on singing 10,000 reasons for my heart to find. Recently, Annalisa wrote a lovely uh, family newsletter. I might move around a little. I hope that's okay. Thank you. She wrote this beautiful newsletter, and it was written around the 11th chapter of Hebrews. And as I read the newsletter, I was deeply uh, touched by the marker of faith in the lives of those heroes in the 11th chapter of Hebrews, those men and women that are listed in that, like a hall of fame with faith as the key marker. And I examined it, I read it in my Bible, and I got a little bit of insight into three different aspects of faith. And Cam is going to do a skit about the first aspect of that. Cam and Noah, would you guys come up? And this first part that we, faith is a multidimensional thing. The first aspect is understanding. And let's welcome our drama team as they give us a skit on understanding. Good morning, and thank you for choosing Northwest Airlines to fly today. We hope you enjoy your flight. We'll be offering a short meal and some in-flight beverages. Here is your parachute, sir. You're going to want to keep this with you at all times, and please do not remove it. Oh, this thing is heavy and makes me sweaty. I'm, I mean, nobody else is wearing it. I'm just going to take this thing off. Uh, please keep your seatbelt fastened. Looks like we're experiencing some turbulence. All of a sudden, the, br the plane breaks apart. <laughs> All the passengers go flying out into the air. I wish I were that parachute. All right, now we're going to redo that with a little bit of understanding. <clears throat> Welcome to Northwest Airlines. Thank you for flying with us today. We hope you enjoy your flight. We'll be offering a short meal and some beverages. Here's your parachute, sir. You're going to want to keep it with you at all times in case of an emergency. When the plane gets up to 6,000 feet, it's going to stall and break apart, and you're going to be thrown out into the air. And if you don't have that parachute on, you're going to die. But if you have it on, it's going to save you. I'm going to keep this parachute on with me at all times. <laughs> Please keep your seatbelt fastened. Looks like we're experiencing some slight turbulence. 
All of a sudden, the plane breaks apart, and the passengers are thrown ah! out into the air. I'm so glad I wore this parachute. I'm alive. Faith, faith requires understanding. Uh, faith consists of reasoning and thinking. We must use our brains to understand. God wants us to use our minds. The life of faith requires the full employment of our minds. Some people think that, some atheists especially, think that Christians don't think and they don't reason. And the Bible teaches that we are to think deeply and in order to have faith we must use our minds. We need to understand what we believe. Faith requires, it requires it. My faith grows stronger as I understand it and think deeply about the origins of the world. Uh, the passage that we're looking at is in uh, Hebrews 11. Let me read a little bit of this. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith Abel still speaks even though he is dead. By faith Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith, Noah, when warned about the things not seen in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By faith, he commended the world and became heir to the righteousness that is keeping with faith. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place, he, later, he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents as Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise, for he was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful, who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he is as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars of the heaven and as sands on the seashore. So as we think about this idea of understanding, we need to think about the origins of the world. Uh, the verse talks about seeing the origins and the creation and understanding and thinking about there must have been a creator. That which was seen did not come from the visible, but it came from the maker. So as we think about uh, the creation, as we think about God, uh, our faith grows. Uh, if we look at creation and we say that there is no creator, 
And it makes no sense. If we look at creation and we believe and recognize that there is a maker, there is a designer, there is an architect for this amazing world, then our faith grows stronger. Thinking leads to faith. Thinking leads to faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. It doesn't say we walk by faith, not by reason. And uh, Annalisa is a much wiser person than I am. And if I could use half of my brain as much as Annalisa uses her brain, I would be doing a lot better than I do. But my dad was a good example of someone who understood what faith, the life of faith, the calling that he had, and he understood the God who promised to him uh, to guide him and lead him. And I wanted to uh, share a little bit about my dad. He passed away on January 4, uh, just uh, a month ago, a little bit more than that. And I share with you a little bit about his life because it is an inspiration to me of a, a life of faith. Alan attended the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, where he majored in geology. His roommate was Ross Potter, who had a big influence in his life, and it was involved in leading Alan to a strong faith in the Lord Jesus. He graduated in 52 and began to work as a geologist in Canada. And one of his favorite memories as a geologist was going up into the mountains with an Indian packer through the Rockies looking for soil samples to find indication of oil. As time went on, Alan decided to go and study the Bible. So he went down to Pasadena and he studied at Fuller Seminary. And there he went from studying the age of rocks to study the rock of ages. Alan's pastor encouraged him to find a local church as soon as he joined the seminary there. We're getting a little. Uh, the first Sunday, Dad walked out of the seminary and he turned right and saw a steeple. He walked into the church and Sharon was there singing in the choir. And guess who Sharon became later? Alan's roommate in seminary was a Chinese do we have any from Taiwan today? All right. His name was Yongsheng. The roommate's name was Everlasting Life. Can you imagine? Hello, my name's John. What's your name? My name is Everlasting Life. Wow. That's a pretty amazing roommate. And every morning, my dad and... and uh, Everlasting Life would pray over the city hall at Pasadena, and Dad began to get a call for China. Um, and in 59, they left and went to uh, Taiwan. They spent 20 years in, 19 years in Taiwan, and my three sisters and I were all made in Taiwan, MIT, and we were born there and grew up. But my dad, he studied Mandarin. He used his mind and his heart, and he learned about Chinese culture and about Tang and Song dynasty poetry, and he would often use that in his messages. And then back in the U.S., he wrote two books, Christianity and Animism in Taiwan, and then he wrote a book called Think China in 1980. He made several trips to mainland China. He always had a keen interest in, in the Chinese classics. And Someone at the memorial service, the pastor, said that God looked down and saw this young college guy from Canada at the UBC, 
and said, I've got a special purpose for this man. I want to use him in China for my glory. Alan and Sharon chose as their Bible verse together in 1959, Matthew 6, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And now we have a skit uh, on conviction. First we had one on understanding, and now we're going to have one on conviction. Okay, read the, read the timer on the bomb. What does the timer say? It says 30 seconds. 30 seconds? Oh, my goodness. Okay, how many? Uh, do you see red wires? Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, do you see black wires also? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, no. No, okay. Do you see yellow wires too? Yeah. Uh, uh, which one do you think we should cut? Oh, no, I'm supposed to tell you. Uh, maybe try the red wire. Are you sure? How sure do I have to be? I need like 100% because I'm like, it's... I'm like 60%. Oh, most. great. This okay, hold up. Uh, I feel more sure about the yellow wire. Like how much sure? Like 70. Oh, great. Wait, how much time do we... <laughs> All right, I'm going to try that again with a little bit of conviction now. <laughs> okay, read the timer on the bomb. How much time do we seconds. have? 30 seconds. 30 seconds, okay. Uh, did you see red wires? Yes. And black wires? Yep. And yellow wires? Yep. Okay, it says right here, uh, red and black, friend of Jack, red and yellow, kill a fellow. Okay, cut the, cut the black wires. Are you sure? I'm 100% sure. All right, here it goes. Did the timer stop? Yep. We're saved. Conviction. Conviction. Understanding leads to conviction. The more I understand about God and about Jesus and about his nature and the person of God, the more conviction I will have in my heart. And the more, so you need to be sure of what you believe, to be sure of what you believe. That's what conviction is. You must believe that he exists in verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Conviction that God exists. That God rewards those who seek him. If I understand that God is a person, that he really wants to seek me, that God desires a relationship with me, and because of that relationship between God and I, I can have that kind of relationship with my fellow members in the family of God. And last night, we had some fellowship with some fellow members from the family of God, and I thought of this quote, and so I wanted to read you this quote from Charles Simeon. It's called A Resilient Life by Gordon MacDonald. I view, I love to view all my Christian friends as fuel, having gathered you all together at my hearth. I warm myself at your fire and find my Christian love burn and grow. I pray that that will be true at Capitol that we will come here and we will feel that warmth because God is our Father. He's called us to be family. He's called us to love one another with affection and joy and have deep, deep relationships. I invite you into that reality. The creator of the world cares deeply for me and for you. He rewards those who earnestly seek him. The God of the cosmos wants me to love him, to seek after him, and the more I seek after him, the more joy I will have. Yes, there are tribulations in this life, but the answer is to seek after God. For he is good, he is faithful, he is true, he is my maker and designer, he is my savior and my redeemer. 
And now we have a skit about the third one, commitment. Okay. All right. We're going to see if you have what it takes to join the military, son. <clears throat> Do you smoke? Yes, sir. Do you drink? Yes, all the time. Do you do you work out? Barely. Son, what what do you do that makes you think you should join the military? I play a lot of video games with guns in them, sir. Is there anything else? Uh, I stole this boy scout boy scout shirt from my brother. Son, do you even realize that? Did you know that only one in five military officers even make a pension after 20 years? Wow, I actually didn't, sir. Does that maybe change your mind about joining the military? Yes, sir, it does. Well, honestly, looking at your lifestyle, I don't think you're a good fit for the military. All right, we're going to do it one more time, this time with dedication and commitment. <clears throat> All right, let's see if you're a good fit for the military. Do you smoke? No, sir. Do you drink? No, sir. Do you work out? Yes, sir, every day, sir. Well, that's impressive. What do you do that makes you think you'd be a good fit for the military? Well, I com I'm a Boy Scout and I completed Eagle Scout in less than a year, sir. Very impressive. Very impressive. Did you know that only one in five military officers even makes a pension after 20 years, though? Yes, sir. I don't even care if it takes me 20 years, sir. Very impressive. It's that kind of spunk that we need in the military. You might be a good fit. So conviction leads to commitment, and commitment means to be devoted to what you believe, to be devoted to what you believe. Abraham was such a man. He left his home for a place that he was called, that he didn't know where it was, but God said, go. And he had no idea where he was going, but he understood faith. He understood faith. He had conviction that God was indeed who he said he was. That led Abraham to obey. It led him to live a life of sojourn uh, because he was committed to the architect and the builder of the eternal city. He knew where his maker was calling him. By faith, he set his face towards heaven. He was looking forward. He was, his eyes were set to pilgrimage. So we were in the process of renewing our visa the last uh, several weeks. And... Um, when we started the process, the university told us it would take 30 days to renew the visa. How many of you have a visa for being here in China? Okay. Uh, how many of us are still asleep this morning? <laughs> so we started it on January 2nd. If you've got visa problems, you've got big problems in China. And so we put them in, and then my father died two days after we put them in. So we had to take the passport back out. And we had the memorial service there in Los Angeles. We needed permits and forms from the Foreign Experts Bureau, from the police department, uh, from the visa office, from the university. And they said it'll take 30 days. And then we had to go to Thailand for some meetings. By the time we got into Beijing, it was 二月二十二号. We only had 16 days because we got back into Beijing on February 22nd. So how do you fit a 20-pound bologna in a 10-pound bag? So, uh, and I have very little faith when it comes to visa things. <laughs> Every year, I go into the office and I'm fear and trembling. You would think after 30 years that I would learn to live by faith in relationship to my 
visa, but the only thing that I can imagine that would be worse than that is going to get a root canal. And it's a, an area that I, it's a growth accelerator for me. So uh, we got back and um, we went into the foreign affairs office at the university and they said, oh, you're in the A category. And I said, well, what's A category? They said, oh, there's A category, there's B category, and there's C category. If you're A category, they get it done really quickly. If you're B, it's half a month. If you're C, it takes 30 days. And I didn't know we were A category. Due to that classification, we were told we would get the expert card in five days. And so I've been told I can pick up the expert card tomorrow. That means I can take all of our papers to the visa office and we can submit that. A record of 12 days! Okay, and then Annalise and I were talking about that and she said, John, you and I are in God's A-category family. If we believe Jesus is Lord, then our names are written in the book of life. Rejoice, sing, dance, shout for joy. We have an eternal visa to enter the kingdom of heaven for the rest of our lives. Our visa will never run out. It will never be renewed because it was issued by the blood of Christ. Our salvation is sealed by the cross, by Calvary, by the blood of cross that Jesus died for you and I for our sins, and he welcomes you today. It will be the best country in the world. There will be no longer any suffering or sickness. It will be a place where we can experience God for the rest of eternity. So what can I do today to strengthen my thinking about my faith? What can I do to deepen my conviction about my Lord and Savior, Jesus? And what can I do? In what ways can I deepen my commitment to Jesus? So there is a God. There is a personal God. I want to please Him because He is my maker. I can't do it on my own. But through Jesus, I can. Uh, come to Jesus today. Come to Jesus today. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water, Hebrews 10.22. And on that day, when my strength is failing, the end draws near and my time has come, still my soul will sing your praise unending, 10,000 years, and then forevermore. Bless the Lord, O my soul, O my soul. Worship his holy name. Sing like never before, O my soul. I'll worship your holy name. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for challenging us this morning to live a life of faith. A faith of understanding, a faith of conviction, and a faith of commitment. Thank you, Lord, that you invite each of us into relationship with you and that you are pursuing each one of us, Lord. Help us to recognize who you are, that you're our maker, our redeemer, our savior, our lover, that in you is our answer and in you is our future home in glory, that we have a destination and we belong in your family. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.